Body parts, bad jokes, Frosty the Snowman, and a giant microwave. Microwave Massacre, this week on Saturday Night at the Movies Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, prepare to be amazed, astounded, bedazzled, and otherwise stupefied as we bring to you the Saturday Night at the Movies Podcast. I am Daryl, a.k.a. Mr. Meat Hook, and with me as always is that lovable, cuddly motherfucker, Brian Strang. Hi, everybody! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Kate is not with us. We're hoping that she'll be joining us in a bit, but she's presently not here. She's kind of gone MIA, but yeah, we're hoping she'll join in in a few minutes. Um, So, Brian, what have you been up to? Um, I am watching as much as I can with what I got. That that that's really it. I mean, I, you can't really do much still. I mean, right? Or it's literally, you know, TV or movies. That that's about it. Yeah, or you can go to the grocery store or Walmart. Yeah, I'm not going to Walmart. Yeah, me either. I already do a zombie to... apocalypse. <laughs> that is a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I've been working a lot, and then I've been trying to catch up on my YouTube because I kind of like I filmed a lot and then never edited anything. So I've been trying to catch up on some of that, get the uh, you know the old YouTube flowing again. So I've actually only watched one movie. So go ahead and tell me what you've been watching, and then I'll tell you the one movie that I watched. Okay. Well, I hope everyone has time. <laughs> <laughs> get, comfy, get comfy, boys and girls. <laughs> I was like, the list really isn't that long. I mean, well, I guess it is long. Um, so back to lunch. Yep. So. I went back, watched Killer Crocodile 2. Yes, it is as bad as I hoped for. That's awesome. But I found it more enjoyable than the first one, which is weird. Yes. Hmm. So I I think what made it even better is that they had the mimic Jaws music for the crocodile. (laughs) How they didn't get sued, I don't know. But (laughs) (laughs) But it was like... Almost to the T, John Williams score. I'm just like, okay, I'm digging it. Uh, from there, technically, it's baseball season, and it's still kind of basketball season. So I did what any other red-blooded American would do. I watched basketball. I guess I'm not a red-blooded American, because I don't watch sports ball at all. What? What the fuck? Boo this man! No! Sports ball. Yay, team, go. (laughs) Yay, team, put the thing in the other team. Go, sports. (laughs) I would say, have you seen basketball, though, from uh, Trey and Matt? Yeah, from Trey uh, Trey and Matt, yeah. Yeah. I have seen basketball, but it was literally like the week that it came out on VHS. So it's been a long, long time. Yeah, probably 20 plus years ago. Or close to 20 years ago. I guess it's still so funny. Like, like there's a lot of references from then that were just like, wow, this movie shows its age, but it's still funny. From there, I went through my arrow stack that kept piling up, piling up. Uh, I knocked out Children of the Corn. Really great transfer for it. I was was very pleased. And then I watched Eaten Alive, which it's not that cannibalistic one that came out through Severin, obviously, because it's Arrow. Uh, people that haven't seen it, this was Toby Hooper's movie 
Oh, that my he did. I like to fuck. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, with Robert, young Robert. young Robert Anglin. So, was it Toby's best work? No, nope. but it's still enjoyable. I mean, who doesn't like seeing people get cut up and then fed to a crocodile? Uh, the people being cut up and fed to crocodiles probably don't like to see that. Well, that's on them. Sometimes you gotta get cut. Yep. Sometimes we don't make our own choices. Uh, from there, we watched Gemini Man, which was better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, this was that, that's that Will News that new Will Smith movie. Yeah, the Will Smith okay. one where his clone is trying to kill him because right. the government is turned against them and everything. The de aging absolutely horrendous in certain scenes, like god awful. Wow. But the action sequences was very cool. So I, I would say for me, like three and a half stars in there. Uh, five. Okay. Um, next, we watched Rocket Man, which was not the Disney one, but That's the one, Elton John movie. The Elton John movie. Okay. I gotta say, Bohemian Rhapsody so much better. Well, I, it's going to be hard to top Bohemian Rhapsody in a, in a biopic. Yeah, like I, they... Pretty much what they tried to do was capture what Bohemian did, but with Elton <laughs> John, and it pretty much didn't work out that way. Not that it's a bad movie. It, it is a decent movie, but if you're going to choose one of the two, I'd still say Bohemian. Well, it doesn't help that uh, Rami Malek was... like I didn't feel like at any point in time I was ever watching Rami Malek. I felt like I was watching Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Well, I was saying, I'm not taking any way, anything away from uh, Taron. He he was really good as Elton John. Okay. It's just I, they they made it more of a musical than a biopic. Oh, gotcha. And I think that's kind of where they started to fizzle out. Okay. So. so instead of music being part of the story, the music became the story. Yeah. Gotcha. And the last one I got, other than the movie we're covering. Now, a new one that just hit uh, Netflix called Extraction, which was produced by Anthony Joe Russo, who is behind uh, Avengers Infinity Wars, Avengers Endgame, uh, Captain America Civil War, and it stars Chris Hemsworth, and he is pretty much a Australian John Wick. Like, he is... Okay kicking ass taking names in this movie so if you're fans of john wick just watch that i haven't seen john wick how son of a bitch daryl i i i'm sorry i haven't seen any john wick movies i know i'm an awful human being and i should be punched in the dick i know well now we're going to have a john wick episode so oh great be prepared to watch all three of them. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> better than The Matrix. It can't be any worse. It is so much better than The Matrix. Don't even compare the two. How dare you? No, how dare you? No, no, how dare you? How dare you? No, no, my how dare you? You dare to damn me? How dare you? How dare me when I how dare you? You big peepee head. Because I'm a sassy motherfucker. So that was uh, your watches? Yep, those were those were mine. Like, uh, my watches? list. My watches, aside from the one that we're going to be talking about tonight, I watched 
Wrestle Massacre, which is a uh, low-budget indie splatter flick. You might call it a slasher. It's definitely a splatter. It's definitely got slasher elements, so you could call it a slasher. It's con- like at the end, I was like, "Wait, what the fuck?" Because like part of the end didn't make any sense, but it's got some great cameos from some wrestling legends. It's got uh, Manny Fernandez, Nikolai Volkov, and like the very last thing he did before the very last thing he did before he died. It's got uh, the Boogie Woogie Man, uh, Jimmy Valiant. The Sandman is in there. Tony Atlas is in there. And then uh, one of the uh, the main stars is Rene Dupree from... Uh, was, that, was that the Ruthless Aggression Era? Um, was that like right after? Yeah, that was like right at the beginning. Right at the beginning of Ruthless Aggression? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rene Dupree's got one of the main roles in there. He's not like the lead, but he's got one of the main roles. And... Also with a cameo at the very beginning from our very own Kate Phoenix. You don't say. Yep. I was a dead uh, who? Brad Twig? Brad Twig, yeah. Same guy that did uh, Death Board, which I'm still waiting for. Yeah, I know. I'm still waiting for it, too. I'm still waiting for Death Board, a.k.a. Sorority House Massacre 2 Part 2. Because if you've ever seen Sorority House Massacre 2 and you watch the trailer to Death Board, that is Sorority House Massacre 2. How fun. But yeah, that's uh, that's all I managed to watch because, like I said, I was busy between work and uh, getting stuff done for my YouTube. I was just, I've been, I've been busy. I did get a whole shitload of movies in the mail today. I got 24 movies in the mail today. <sighs> I want to know how yours got there before mine. Are they in California? I don't know. I'd have to go look at the box. I'm not sure where they are. Cause I, I feel like a company like that would have to have multiple warehouses. You would think so. Because it was through MVD, so they had like, what, like 800 titles on, my, on sale? Uh, yes. And yeah. I guess yesterday they pulled the sale down because too many yeah, people they, were, were ordering. Yeah, they pulled it down like, what, like eight hours early or something like that? Yeah. Like, y'all spend too much money. Like, <laughs> we're losing too much money we didn't expect you guys to buy this many we're all stuck at home what the fuck else are we gonna do yep and when you have all those wild eye titles and yep wild eye and unearthed and uh, srs was a big chunk of it and yep. bills above so when you have all those combined it's the perfect storm perfect storm and... for especially for a guy like me that's why i bought yep. so many I can tell you a couple of titles that I bought. I bought the uh, the Amazing Bulk, which if you've never seen it, holy shit, it's terrible. That's why I bought it, because it's so bad. And then I also picked up Kara's uh, Hell, which is about a uh, a possessed carousel horse that kills people. And I picked up the... Uh, one, someone put it as their worst film of the year last year, and someone else put it as one of their top five. So it's obviously a polarizing movie, and that is Velocipaster. Uh, I take it you've seen it and didn't care for it? It is unique for sure. Yeah, it was $3. Uh, I, I, who, who made me watch it? Oh yes, Madeline Mythos of Guillotine Girls. She told me to watch it and I watched it. And I was and sending she's not her, allowed to pick movies anymore. And I was sending her pictures. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> okay, so, is it is it as what the fuck as the Greasy Strangler? No. Well, maybe yes, but for different reasons. Okay. So 
Have you seen uh, Pastor yet? I haven't. Okay, well, I'm not going to say anything because okay. it'll ruin your experience. I mean, I've seen the trailer, but I have not seen the movie. Yeah, the the movie in itself is an experience. Yeah, an experience. And here's something fun: we have our first user, uh, a couple of user comments from YouTube. They're not user comments, but uh, a couple of listener comments from YouTube. Say what? Yep. Old Michael Long, good old Michael Long, in reference to Bloody New Year, said, I would give the film zero stars. <laughs> <laughs> and then Eric from Symbiotic Geekly said, okay, I'm just going to say it. Daryl needs to give his actual opinion on things and stop holding back. And then in reference to me telling, jokingly telling Kate that she wasn't allowed to pick movies anymore, he said, I've revoked movie choosing ability one time before. Me and my ex both chose movies to see one weekend. She chose Swim Fan. I chose City by the Sea. Her movie choosing privilege was suspended indefinitely after that. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, a hook net sounds like a terrible way to die. Someone should pick the Scream franchise for one of these weeks. I have a feeling that would be an amusing episode. I don't know if I would do the whole franchise. No. And then, you know, I take that. I, I forget who it was. But someone else commented saying that we should cover Lady Terminator. Lady Terminator. Is that streaming anywhere? Like I don't know if that's streaming anywhere. I have to do homework. Yeah. I didn't research beforehand. I'll have to find out. So yeah. let, me, let me write this down. That's yeah, Lady Terminator. Well, thank you, everyone, for sending in messages. Yep. Any kind of questions or comments you guys have, you can... Send them to us on our, our Facebook or our Instagram, or you can drop them in the comments on the videos. I know I read everything that comes in. I was I read everything that goes through Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. I read everything that goes through Instagram and YouTube. So, yeah. Uh, before we get into the movie, I want to get your thoughts on this, because I just read about it today. Do not uh, ask me about the Hellraiser TV show. Oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> How did I know you were going to bring this up? <laughs> Honestly, though, if you hadn't brought it up, I was going to. I um, mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued just because of the way. people behind it. I'm really on board with who's writing it. But I'm, okay. jumping, off the, but I'm jumping off board on who's directing it. Okay, you, you can't go based just off Halloween, okay? Well, I haven't seen anything else that he's done. I think he's done comedies. And that's my fear, is they're going to make it into comedies. No, it, it, they, he already said that he wanted to do, make it a comedy. Right, they said the same thing about Halloween, but that little kid sure made a lot of fucking jokes. Okay, you know what? That wasn't his doing. That was... Was that McBride? That was McBride. Okay. Actually, most of his work is dramas. So he did Snow Angels, which was Kate Beckinsale and Sam Rockwell. Okay, I haven't seen that. But then he did a string of comedies, which unfortunately, uh, Pineapple Express. That that was good. It was okay. Uh, Your Highness. Okay, that was crap. The Sitter. That was crap. See, uh, doesn't have a good track record. I'm uh, hearing three craps and an okay. Prince, uh, Prince Avalanche, that was good. I haven't seen that. Uh, Joe with Nicolas Cage. I haven't seen that. 
Uh, our brand is Crisis with uh, Sandra Bullock. I haven't even heard of that. It was not very good. He did Stronger, which was a big contender a couple of years ago. That was about the Boston Marathon bombings with Jake okay. Gyllenhaal. Okay. So and then he did Halloween and a bunch of TV shows. Well, okay, I don't think we mentioned it, but the writer is going to be Michael Doherty from uh, Trick or Treat and Krampus and uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I mean, is he doing King? Uh, he's doing Kong versus Godzilla, also, right? No, no, no. So, yeah, I, I think with the two of them together, I have more faith in the show than I do the remake movie that yeah. is also trying to happen. Or maybe since there's going to be a show now, there won't be a remake movie. Uh, no, they're going to do both. <clears throat> and I'm not going to be a dick about it. I'm not going to say, if it's not Doug Bradley, it's not my pinhead. I'm open to ideas. I, I think, honestly, with the show, Doug would come back, you know, health-wise aside. Um, I, I With the movie, though, I honestly, I think they would probably go a different route. I would be okay if they brought back Paul T. Thomas or Paul T. Taylor. Yeah, I thought he was good as Pinhead. Yeah, a I lot of people I... give him crap, but I think he was the best Pinhead. You know, aside from Doug, right? He was definitely better than uh, the one from whatever the Revelation. Revelation. Or... Oh my god, that one was just fucking terrible. I mean, that was worse than Hell Hell World, so that's bad. Yeah, I try not to remember them. I have the sets except for uh, the last two, Judgment and Revelations. Okay. I don't have Debtor, Judgment, or Revelation. I got that DVD set from, who was it, Echo at the time? I think had the, the Dimension Library. Okay. It's weird. I, was, uh, I picked up a, a set that had four Hellraisers. It had five, it had, uh, sorry, four, five, six, and eight. It didn't have debtor for whatever reason. Like, I would have been much happier with debtor than with Hellworld, but what do you do? I didn't make the set. Things happen. Yeah. There's all kinds of weird little, weird little things that a movie can get held up for. That's why sometimes movies get released and they have different songs in them. Like the non-Shout Factory version of uh, Return of the Living Dead has several songs that are different. I never knew that because yes. I don't I, I don't own the Shout Factory version. Um, okay, the I just Shout have the one from MGM. Okay, yeah, the MGM one has different songs and some different uh, dubbing of the zombies than the Scream Factory version. The Scream Factory version, it's all the original music and the original voices of like Tarman and a couple of the other zombies that talk. And in uh, the MGM one, they're different. They're, they're dubbed over, and some of the huh. songs are different. Well, I'm going to have to get Screen Factory's version. Then. I mean, I'll, I guess I should <laughs> try to find it on VHS, and then it's going to be ridiculously expensive. Which is crazy, because, I mean, that movie was so easy to find. That was at every video store. That was the, literally the very first VHS I ever bought for myself, was Return of the Living Dead. It was one of the first DVDs I bought. It, it was that, and Phantasm, and... Out for justice. <laughs> my very first DVD, since we're going there, my very first DVD that I ever bought was Deep Blue Sea. That was a good one. Yeah. Good one there. I mean, it's, we'll, go in, we'll say it's not a good movie, but it's a hell of a lot of fun. It's a fun movie. 
And there's definitely worse shark movies. Yeah, most of them are on uh, sci-fi. Sci-fi, <laughs> <laughs> including the sequel. <laughs> most of them. Most of them are called Jaws Four. Yeah, looks like it goes anywhere from twenty dollars to seventy dollars. Jesus Christ! On VHS. I paid less than that for Slumber Party Massacre 2, which you didn't see at every video store. That's another hard one to get. Even now with Scream Factory, because it's out of print. So Yep. Scream yeah, Scream Factory shit. Used you're looking at 75 to 100, and new you're looking at 150 to 200. Let me go over real quick my um, my Midnight Movie Madness. A little indie spotlight. We're gonna be talking about and I don't know if you've seen this one, Brian, but this is a fun one. I'm assuming you probably picked this up from Christy because I know she had copies, but maybe I'm wrong. Going to be talking about the 2016, I believe it is, slasher throwback by Drew Marvick with a $6,000 budget. We're talking about Pool Party Massacre. Yep, I own three copies. VHS, Blu- uh, Blu-ray, and DVD? Yep. Me too. <laughs> and my DVD is signed by the cast. I was. I think I have the Blu-ray that he signed. Okay. Yeah, I picked up the uh, the DVD as a blind buy when I saw an ad one time on Facebook saying that it was uh, it was on sale for six dollars and sixty six cents. So I picked that up, and then I fell in love with the movie. <laughs> Fucking was Clay. It, was Clay it. is the movie. <laughs> Clay is the movie. <laughs> I, was, I know Drew has been working hard on Pool Party Massacre 2. Yep. Uh, he, he's a really cool guy. If you, if you haven't had the chance to meet him, but you see him at conventions, just go up to him and say hello. He yep. loves it. Um, he, he really loves people loving his movie. Yeah, I met him at uh, TFW whenever I was there a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was running a special event that if you bought the Blu-ray... Which I didn't have at the time. At the time, I only had I only had the DVD. If you bought the Blu-ray, he would throw in the green VHS. Which I think that's the one I got from Christie was the green VHS. The green one. That's definitely one I think we should review on here. Oh yeah, I I, I would love that. Get, and it's get I think on. it's streaming on Tubi. Yes, and I also don't know. It might be on Prime. Now I, I I don't it know. It could be, but I'm almost there's, positive there's, it's on Tubi. I was there's a lot of stuff popping up on Prime now. Yeah, but yeah, guys, definitely check out Pool Party Massacre if you like 80s slashers. I mean, it doesn't portray itself as an 80s slasher, but it's definitely a throwback to 80s slashers, if that makes sense. Some creative kills in there. Um, if you like boobs, you got some boobs in there, including from porn star Alexis Adams. Definitely check out. Definitely check out Pool Party Massacre. Fun time. It's a little bit of a whodunit as well. Even though it's like, if you really think about it, it's pretty obvious who it is. But yeah, I suggest you check it out. Um, I don't know when Pool Party Massacre 2 is coming out or if it's even started filming. I know he did the crowdfunding for it and he got the money he needed. He said he was wanting to double the budget for this one and get twelve grand, which he did. I, was, I think he already filmed it. I'm not sure. I'm hoping he did because I really need to see Pool Party Massacre too. And here's a fun, completely unrelated fact. Well, it's, it's related to the movie, but not like to the podcast. Um, 
I, you know, as, as you, Brian, know, I have a YouTube channel and the listeners, I've mentioned it a few times that I have a YouTube channel and I've done a few kill count videos on there. My most successful YouTube, my most successful kill count and the fastest uh, growing video on my channel is my kill count for Pool Party Massacre. And it has Drew's seal of approval. I got his permission to even do it. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I, cause I mean, like if I know the filmmaker, I'm going to message them and be like, look, I want to do this. Do I have your permission? If you say, no, I'm not going to do it. I'll find something else. That's and very he cool. Said, he said that he considered it an honor that I would even want to do that. So let's start talking about the movie of the week. 1983's Microwave Massacre. Brian, what was your first experience with Microwave Massacre? Like when was it? I want to say it was literally when we saw each other at Texas Frightmare a couple of years okay. ago. <laughs> like when we I were at the throw table and you were just like, here, get this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I may have sold them four copies that day. Because so, I grabbed one for Donovan also. Yeah, so I mean, I got home and I watched it and it is a unique taste, I will say. It is, yeah. It is certainly not for everybody. No. But I will say it's a very easy watch because it's, what, a little over an hour? 76 minutes, and that includes the credits. So you figure 72 to 74 minutes of actual movie time. Yeah. And it, and it never drags. It, it just flies by. My first experience with Microwave Massacre was... Um, I when I first found YouTube, I was looking for some reviews of Todd Sheets movies, and I came across this channel called Moronic Mark, ran by a guy named Mark Arnold. And one of the movies that he does he does this thing that's it's are you familiar with the Cinema Snob? Uh no, no. Okay, well, there's a guy called the Cinema Snob that reviews movies, and he basically just tears them apart. But it's just like he does it in a funny way where no one should ever really get their feelings hurt. His character just watches, like, art films and then tears apart all these, like, low-budget horror films. So, kind of like the uh, the horror hipster? <laughs> kind of like the horror <laughs> hipster, yeah. <laughs> Except the horror hipster watches shit films and tears apart the art films. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so, Mark Arnold's uh, channel has something called Satan's Screener. Where, and he's a huge wrestling fan, so I want to preface it with in the storyline, in this video, in this web series, one night he was drunk looking for work and accidentally signed up to be Satan's screener. Like, he sold his soul to be a film, uh, a film critic, but ended up having to watch, like, the shittiest movies ever made to get his soul back. And one of the movies that he did was Microwave Massacre, and that was my introduction to it. So it was, oh, 10, 12 years ago? I went on eBay at the time. I bought the DVD, which at the time, oh my God, it was super cheap. The DVD was like $4 shipped. Well, you can get that on Blu-ray now. <laughs> yeah. Now the DVD goes for like 70 bucks. Yeah, I think if you look at Arrow's sales once in a while, they have it for like 8 bucks for the Blu-ray. That's not bad at all. So let's actually talk about the movie. <laughs> so I'll go over a brief synopsis. Uh, a, a fat slub named Donald, who is a, con a construction worker who is unhappy with his life, just wants to have a bologna sandwich, and his wife wants to make 
gourmet cuisine, as she calls it, with her brand new microwave. And one night he's drunk and he gets tired of it and he kills her and the movie just progresses from there. Yeah, that, that's pretty much the story. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the set pieces first. There's basically what three set pieces for the movie. Uh, yeah, you got the construction site. The, you mean the the dirt lot? The dirt <laughs> the, lot. The dirt lot with the pile of bricks in it. Yep. So you had that. <laughs> the bar. The bar and then Donald's and, house. And then the house. And fun fact about the house is that was actually Mickey Dolan's house from the monkeys. Huh. See, I told you guys I had some fun facts about the movie. I would say this is definitely like your area expertise. Yeah. Microwave Massacre is one of my 25 favorite movies. So I'm going to preface that. It, it's going to get a high rating from me. But um, it was filmed in 1978 for about $70,000. And it wasn't released until 1983. So yeah, there's that. It was on the shelf for almost five years. Yeah, it tends to happen to a lot of movies now too. So. These days, yeah, but back then it was a lot less. Un a lot, back then it was a lot less common. I think that the the VHS boom of the early '80s is basically what even let the movie ever get released. What's crazy though is on, on that seventy thousand dollar budget, they filmed on fucking thirty five millimeter. So I'm guessing about sixty five thousand of that was the film. I was like, did this ever get a theatrical release, or was no, it? No, it, it went straight it to VHS. Straight to VHS. Straight to VHS, and never did get a theatrical release. Which is unfortunate. Well, they probably raked in more money with the VHS for it, oh, you would think. Yeah, probably. Okay, figure what, around that time it was like eighty dollars for a VHS? Eighty to hundred and twenty, depending on the VHS, yeah. Yeah. So Donald, the uh the schlub that's unhappy with his marriage, is played by Jackie Vernon, who even if you don't know the name, you know his voice. He was Frosty the Snowman in the classic Frosty the Snowman cartoon from Back in the 60s. When was Return to Frosty? Was that still 60s? Probably. I don't know. Yeah, sure I, I, don't, I wouldn't think a cable network would want, you know, someone who is just in a horror film to continue being Frosty. No, this was actually uh, Jackie Vernon's last acting job. He unfortunately passed away four years. Oh, he passed away in 87. So, I mean, it was quite a while after the, uh, the movie was done, but... He was just sticking to because he was a, a stand-up comedian, delivering deadpan one-liners. That was his whole shtick. That was actually basically stolen and made even more popular by Rodney Dangerfield. And fun fact: Rodney Dangerfield was the original pick to be Donald, but they couldn't afford him. Like they couldn't afford him, or they couldn't afford the drugs. <laughs> it was probably <laughs> they couldn't afford the cocaine. All right, Brian, so when you watched Microwave Massacre for the first time, what was your original thought on it? And as a follow-up, have your opinions of the movie changed any in subsequent viewings? When I first started, first watched it, there was a lot of parts I thought were humorous. Um, the, like the very beginning, when he pulls out his lunch and there's like the whole crab, <laughs> shell and all, in between the... <laughs> the button and he was just like how am i supposed to eat this and then you just see the like it moves on you see the giant microwaves that they have yes now to be fair i mean microwaves during that time were much larger than they are now but that thing is comically large yeah yeah it, it literally took up the entire like spot in the kitchen yeah. 
I mean, I I didn't even know he was frosty, honestly. So, really? Yeah, like I I I but I don't really pay attention to that stuff. I mean, yeah, I I, the, I, I knew the Frosty the fucking snowman. Yeah, I mean, like I knew like Mickey Rooney was voices for one of the stuff, and mm-hmm. and he had the whole backlash with Silent Night Deadly Night, but then he did one of the sequels, which you know the Toy Maker. Yeah. Still better than part three. Which one was part three? The one oh, the uh, telekinesis or something. Yes, like that. that one or, was terrible. Well, it was better than four, but, but yeah, d- agree to disagree. <laughs> we'll screaming mad for, George, we'll, screaming mad George on creature effects. Come on, we'll, we'll leave that for another episode. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, no, like I think I watched Microwave like. I don't know, maybe five, six times over the past two years. Like, okay. it's not one of my go-tos. But, but it's definitely a staple of your rotation, then. Yeah. Like, okay. it's like it's one that I could watch maybe, like, twice a year or so. Mm-hmm. So, uh, from, from there, you know, more and more becomes funny. It's an easy one to drink to and everything. Oh, my God, yeah. Like imagine a drinking game where you have to drink that, or we have to take a shot every time he breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I loved how he pretty much, without them knowing, made his coworkers become cannibals. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite character in the movie? So I don't even know the construction guy's name. He had the the mustache that was always trying to get laid by Roosevelt. Yeah. Yeah, I like he, Roosevelt a lot too. He's fucking hilarious. Like he, he was always just trying to get laid there on the construction set. Yep. Like, yeah, I like Roosevelt too. Do you have a favorite line from the movie? Favorite line? I don't remember the exact line. Well, you can paraphrase it. Um, but it's when she brings out the dinner, her, you know, fancy cuisine. Cuisine. It, it what? It was the chicken cordon bleu or something? It wasn't chicken cordon bleu. It was something cordon bleu. Yeah, it was something. It was something like that. She's like, it's Peruvian. I'm just like, first of all, no, it's not. <laughs> but then. But he's just like, not even the dog would eat it. See, I thought you were going to say, like, when she turns the lights off, and he's like, it's too late. I've already seen it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that line isn't, isn't a line itself. It isn't a, an actual line. It's it's a, a little, little monologue where he's like, he wakes up after he's killed May and doesn't realize that he's done it. Oh, yeah. And he's he, dr- like hung over as fuck. I'm starving. Maybe there's something in the microwave. Oh. Maze in the microwave. Meh. 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 Meh.
what when, when she does turn out the lights and she lights I, I, I'm guessing it was bourbon or something mm-hmm. to where she, she dropped the match and then it just like goes straight up in flames <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm wondering how many times they had to do that what you, you have the one scene where Oh, it was it was one of the prostitutes or something, but he's just like slathering. Uh, it, it looked oh, like mayonnaise with a samurai yeah, sword. With a, no, it wasn't even a samurai sword. It was a gigantic butter knife. Was it a butter knife? It looked like a samurai <laughs> sword. No, it was a gigantic butter knife. Like it seemed like every girl was just like they're naked, and he's just like, "All right, let's put this on you." What's your name? D D D D D D. That's a unique name. Well, my name was going to be Dee Dee, but my mom had a stutter. <laughs> Hi, Brian. Do we have a hottie of the week this week? Uh, we do. She is going to be... Marla Simon. Yes, Marla Simon. Which she is... The blonde girl on the construction site that Roosevelt's always trying to hook up with, <laughs> and oh, she's, she's always causing issues. Yeah, she's definitely an attractive lady. <laughs> she is. She, she was probably the the hottest one of all the oh, definitely women there. I love how she's just noted. Known as a not whole girl, <laughs> not whole girl. I think it's hilarious that the not whole was shaped like her boobs. I mean, they, obviously, it was done on purpose. Oh yeah, obviously. I don't even know. How, like, can you even really call this movie a horror movie, or is it just a comedy with dark, with like horror undertones? Um, I, I could see it as a dark comedy. Um, the the horror aspect, I think, would just be from the cannibalism and right. Uh, chopping up people. Yeah. I mean, there is, like, severed body parts and stuff. The movie actually literally starts out with a head in a microwave. And I will say that that head in the microwave at the very beginning is far better than the head you see the rest of the movie. Yeah, the head in the fridge at the very end was just kind of... Maze head? Yeah, maze head. (laughs) That thing... That looked like it was made by, I don't know, like a high school student that kind of had an idea of what a head looked like. Yeah, where it looked like it was made out of like clay or something. I was thinking like foam rubber. It was super fake looking. But I think it just adds to the charm of the movie. Alright, so I guess we're not getting Kate today. No Kate. Boo oh, on her. That that sucks, but you know. It is what it is. The show must go on, right? Vince McMahon would be proud of us. Well, you know, he's allowed to go live now. That's true, yeah. Doesn't mean that's good. <laughs> nope. All right, so what would you rate Microwave Massacre? Like an honest rating? Okay, let's go, let's, go two, let's go two different ratings. Let's go an honest rating as a piece of film, okay? And then that, that can be your first rating. And then your second rating is the, level, the amount of fun that you have with it. Okay, so as a film, honestly, this would probably be a one and a half. Okay. Fun rating, though, I'm going to go three and a half. Okay. As a piece of film, like if you were to just view it as a film, if you're a serious 
film lover and you're watching it just as a film and you have no idea what it's about and you don't realize that it's a dark comedy, I'm going to go with a one out of five. It's not a good movie. It's actually a really bad movie. So bad that when it was released on DVD by Anthem, the trailer starts out with Anthem Pictures reluctantly presents what is considered to be the worst horror film of all time. Like, they know it's a bad movie. But on a fun level? I have to, honestly, like, I love this movie so much. I have to go with a five. A five out of five. Oh, a five boob, out of five. Five out of five boob-shaped knot holes. All right, well, I mean, that that's your choice. Yes. Yep. No, I'm not saying Brian. You have to agree with me. <laughs> that is, I would give it a five. I have so much fun with this movie. Like I said, I watch it a couple times a month. Yeah, I think I have other stuff to watch. But then again, I have so much stuff that's like backed up. Oh, I do too. Trust me. And I still, I have so much stuff that's backed up. I'll watch like five movies that I've seen a hundred times, and then two that I've never seen because I'm just terrible. Like I. I have so much that I haven't seen just because, especially lately with all these sales that have been going on, I've just been stockpiling movies. Yep. I mean, I got 24 movies in the mail today. <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting on my Arrow to come in. I, I honestly you're don't not, even know where it's at. You're not the only person I've heard say that. I, I, I don't know if it's stuck up in customs because of everything going on. Right. But the fact is it was... The last update I had was 10 days ago. Oh, wow. And it wasn't even updated here. Like, it was updated overseas. Oh, Jesus. So, so there's really no telling where it's at. Yeah, there, there's no knowing where it's was at. Was it at least updating saying that it was leaving? Uh, it, it said it was in transit, whatever mm. that means. Wow. Yeah. Well, that sounds like Royal Mail. That's pretty much all you're going to get until it suddenly, until it suddenly shows up at your doorstep. <laughs> You yeah. it well, no, the, the last time I ordered, uh, it did update normally. Oh, really? Um, to where it's, you know, it's like, hey, I made its way to Chicago. Hey, it's on its way to you. Okay. So this time it's just, yeah, okay, you know, it is what it is. And you ordered straight from Arrow? Yeah, because they okay. did that Easter sale. Right. So, of course, I ordered more than I probably should have. But uh, Well, yeah, I know all about that. Yeah. Ask me about Sub Rosa's social distancing sale and my three orders from them. You got issues, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then when MVD had their sale, I bought 24. And almost half of those are Sub Rosa releases also because they're ones that they didn't have in any format at Sub Rosa anymore because they're all technically out of print. Yeah, but I know I ordered. <clears throat> What, it was like 12 from them? I, I honestly don't even remember what I ordered. Um, <laughs> I didn't remember either. Till, I mean, I remembered a few that I ordered. But I didn't remember everything that I ordered until I opened up the box. I was like, oh, yeah, I did order that. I, was, I, th I think most of mine were Wild Eye. Okay, and I got, got I, There, there was some sub-resin in there. That I remember. But. Did you grab Bubba the, uh, Bubba the Redneck Werewolf? No, and I'm so mad. You didn't grab Bubba. Come on, no. even I got Bubba the Redneck Werewolf. I, I have, I have seen it because okay. it was, it was on Prime. I'm gonna say. Okay. Well, plus werewolves are kind of your thing, anyways. Yes. 
Um, then again, I, I rather go with Wolf Cop over Bubba. Well, I haven't watched Bubba yet to be able to judge that yet. So the, the, Bubba is fun. Um, but Wolf Cop's more fun. But I, I, I prefer Wolf Cop. Okay, that's fair. And normally this would be where I would be asking Kate the same questions, but she's not here, and it's where I would be asking her what we're going to be watching next week, but she's she, not here. She she must have really gotten into it with that dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to be pregnant with a little baby T-Rex next week. Yes. So um, for, for those that don't know what I'm talking about, go check out her Facebook and Instagram, and you'll yeah. totally understand. Yeah. She's got a gigantic stuffed T-Rex. Yes. And she likes to cuddle with it. Yes, she does. How it's so big it has to cuddle with her. Yep. <laughs> so do we say what we're watching next week since she's already told us, or do we just let it go and when the episode drops, hey, you know what we you know what we picked? Oh uh, we'll just let it go. Okay. You know? So um I, I will say Thank you to the people that are still listening to us. Um, we're still trying to figure out what the hell's going on with all the other streaming sites. For some reason, there's an issue to where it's not uploading for them. So I got to go through tech support now. And it's going to be a major hassle. But At least it gets the wheels rolling. Yes. But it seems like most people are going through YouTube to listen to us, which is it awesome. Seem, it does seem that way, yeah. So at least it's finding life out there. And I mean, honestly, like in my per like for me, that's better. Anyways, I have a much better idea how to promote on YouTube and through my social media than I do through, you know, all these podcast sites and going through those channels. Yep, and I don't you know have the, shit you have about the YouTube. <laughs> you have the history in podcasting and and promoting through that way and. And I don't. Oh, I, I will literally promote anything. Like, if you guys are just send me a message, like, hey, can you promote this? I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Yep. Well, with under certain circumstances. Hey, I've got this product. I want to, I've got this product. Uh, can you promote it for me? We'll promote it for you. So, and, and since we're promoting, and I always keep forgetting, uh, your, your cousin Mike, he wrote this horror web series called Safer at Home, yes, which is on YouTube, uh, directed by the installment, I believe. is That sounds correct, yeah. Um, th there are like three episodes? Yeah, there's three yeah. episodes. They're like, um, I don't know, anywhere five, ten minutes. Yeah, listen. But it's entertaining. About ten though. minutes or less. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> go, go show them some love, because they worked really hard on it in a web series is a lot more difficult to work with than a normal short or uh, feature-length film. Yeah. And they're doing it all through, basically, I mean, as much as they can, through social distancing, too. Yes. In which, fact, it's, it's about social distancing. Yes. Yeah, go check that out. Safer at Home on I will leave YouTube. Link, I will leave a link to the installments channel in the description of the video if you're listening to this on YouTube. Yes, I, I, I've been promoting it through our Instagram, and I think I may have done it through Facebook. Uh, you have a couple times. So I, I think mainly towards Instagram. Um, but yeah, so go check them out. 
Um, I want to give shout outs to Guillotine Girls. I love them both. I want to give shout out to the Dolls of Horror. Um, I know I'm talking with Summer. Try to get her on, and she's going okay. to, you know, vice versa. Um, my boys, Wes and Kevin, at It's a Horror Podcast. They do awesome stuff. And last shout out I want to do, because she's been a big supporter for us with all this, and she is one of my best friends in this world. Uh, Christy over at Nightmare Toys. They're setting up their new store in Vegas right now. Uh, I've seen the pictures from the inside of it and the outside, as most people have through. Outside looks fantastic. Facebook, Instagram, whatever. So I'm really happy for her, really happy for Philip. And I know they have a lot of stuff that are, they're, they're finally going back to loading everything on the website. And there's a lot of cool stuff coming out. So I I just want to say how happy and proud I am for them. Because it, it was a big move from Alabama to Vegas. There's, yes. There's no question about it. Absolutely. So and with, with everything that's gone down, it's kind of been kicked to the stomach almost. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're, they're rocking through it. So I'm very happy for both of them. And I can't wait to see the store. Um, hopefully this summer. Fingers crossed. I will, I will have to make it to Vegas sometime soon, even if it's just for a couple days. I'm not that far from Vegas. I'm only a few hours away. Yeah, you got any shout-outs you want to do? Well, since he was always shouting me out on his podcast, I cannot not shout-out the man himself, Lance Wagner. Lance is awesome. He's like If you think I'm a huge supporter of indie horror films, he's even bigger. You know, we, we got to shout-out Michael Long, because he's oh, been abs- a big yeah. supporter. Yeah. Michael Long... Um, my buddy, Mike Villega, who's the Horror Den. He's been oh, a big Ma- Michael Villegas? Yeah. Yeah, Villegas. Um, Michael Long, though. Like, he's, if you guys don't know Michael Long, you guys, need to know My- you guys need to know Michael Long. He's like the big brother of the horror community. Yes. Or if you're really young, I guess he could be the dad of the horror community. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I know Mike's uh, working on some artwork for us. So, indeed. So I can't wait to see that, um, Michael Villegas, uh, really good buddy of mine. So thank you for the support, and th- thank you to everyone else who we're missing or possibly missing. Yeah, I know I'm forgetting. I know there's somebody I'm forgetting, and like as soon as we stop recording, I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Well, that's why we edit things, right? Yeah. If if I forgot, if I remember who I was, who I'm forgetting, I'll edit it in while I'm editing. Like when I edited in the budget of Grandma's Boy on that episode, it was five million dollars, by the way. Five million dollars. Five million. I said probably one or two. You said twelve. So I, I was closer, but it was it was five. This isn't a Price Is Right, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the Price Is Wrong. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Clearly, on both of us. Yeah. <laughs> One dollar, Bob. What's that new game they have on there? That's too much. I don't know. I haven't watched Bob. I haven't watched Prices Right in a long time. So I think if listeners, uh, wherever you may listen to us, YouTube, Spotify, Inker, uh, 
you know, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Leave us comments of what you want to hear us review within yep. reason. Yeah, don't or don't ask us to review something that's been out of print for years and impossible to find for less than a thousand dollars. Yes. Please. But anything that's anything that's streaming on, on any of the platforms between between the three of us, we all have I think we I think uh, we, can, we have everything. Yeah, pretty much. I mean or, so, if we, or if it's something that we can pick up for a few bucks on eBay or whatever. So and then I also thought about the possibilities of kind of doing like a like a side thing to where maybe we do like collections of a show. Okay. So if, you know, people are interested in that. Because I was thinking like Masters of Horror, Tales from the Crypt, Are You Afraid of the Dark, and mm -hmm. kind of do like a best of what okay. we thought. So, like where we pick our favorite episodes. Mm -hmm. from those? Okay. Yeah. So some something along the lines of that. Gotcha. So if, if that's something that you know you're interested in, you know, let us know. I guess let us know what you think of this movie. If you have seen this movie, let us know if you have seen this movie. If you have not seen this movie, it is streaming on Prime. Prime, and I think Tubi, but I could be wrong on that. But it's definitely streaming on Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, it is definitely streaming on there. Check the movie out. Let us know what you thought of it. Again, don't expect a masterpiece. It's not, but it's it's funny. That is. And honestly, like I, I, I honestly believe that the more you watch it, the more you appreciate it. Like Troll Two. <laughs> troll when I the first time I saw Troll Two, I was fucking furious. I was like, "This movie is bullshit." <laughs> yeah, and now it's, it's in my top, and now it's in my top twenty-five. Also, you know, it's funny because I saw Troll Two before Troll One. I've still never seen Troll, and I, I just love how like it's goblins. But it's called Troll 2. Mm -hmm. As a kid, you don't know these things. And right. <laughs> you're just like, oh, these people are getting eaten. All right, guys. So thank you so much for watching. Go ahead and click the like button. Subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Um, you know, leave a comment. If you're, on, if you're on YouTube, leave a comment there or on one of our social medias. Let us know what you thought of the show, what you think of the movie, what you want us to watch. We are definitely open to suggestions. I mean, I already have my next movie picked out for three weeks from now, but, you know, I'm not always going to know what I want to watch next. So let us know what you want us to watch. And with that, I bid you guys adios arrivederci. Farewell. Bye.